When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 238. Want a better relationship? Commit to greatness. By Aaron Blasky of AaronBlasky.com. And I'm Joss Marie, your host and personal narrator. Ciao. I don't know if you remember me mentioning back in January that Lee Talon and I were going to spend a couple months in California, but we actually just got back to Michigan. We had such a blast while we were out there. Lee and Justin got to collaborate on a bunch of great things to come for OLD, and we actually got to be a part of the Irvine Bowling event that OLD threw at the beginning of March for our listeners. Thank you to everyone who came. It was a really, really fun event, and we'd love to do it again in the future. But let's get to the show for now and hear from yet another new author as we start optimizing your life. Want a Better Relationship? Commit to Greatness by Aaron Blasky of AaronBlasky.com Where does your greatness lie? For most people, the answer to this question generally focuses around a hobby or a talent. Some may answer that their greatness lies in playing piano or building computers, or speaking, or writing business books. For others, they may be great at maintaining a home, balancing busy schedules, designing a video game, or skateboarding. Wikipedia.org defines greatness as, quote, a concept of a state of superiority affecting a person or object. Greatness can also be referred to individuals who possess a natural ability to be better than all others. The concept carries the implication that the particular person or object, when compared to others of a similar type, has clear advantage over others. End quote. How often, though, do we choose to commit to greatness in relationships? I am not talking about the simple desire to be in a great relationship or to be surrounded by great people. I am talking about a commitment to greatness in relationships in the same way you would commit to becoming superior at a craft or a skill. In a traditional relationship format, we often commit to each other by way of marriage. We share vows and we commit to being together until death do us part. What tends to happen right afterward, in many cases, is that we forget that choosing to commit and saying yes to each other is simply one piece of the puzzle. Complacency can sink in and we can easily deflect our desire to be great elsewhere. What if we made the conscious choice to become great at being in a relationship with another human being? What if we dedicated ourselves to the craft of relationships and worked to become really, really good at them? What if we approached the relationship like we would a skill set and used a portion of our time to research, study, and improve our relationship abilities? Most people don't choose greatness for their relationship because they don't think that they have to. 
It's easy to feel like the verbal commitment made to each other is enough. That you'll weather the storm simply because you at one point in time said, I do. Most people work on their relationships when they have reached a state where it's their only choice. Where their partner is saying, therapy or else. When the word divorce is hanging in the air like a five-day-old helium balloon. Why we don't often commit to greatness in our relationships. I recently read an article on Forbes.com called The Six Enemies of Greatness and Happiness. And when I did, I applied the points within the article directly to relationships. It was eye-opening. The article begins with this cautionary bit of text. Quote, These six factors can erode the grandest of plans and the noblest of intentions. They can turn visionaries into paper pushers and wide-eyed dreamers into shivering, weeping balls of regret. End quote. If we apply this directly to relationships, the notion is still profoundly true. Here are my edits with the focus being solely on relationships. Quote, The six enemies of greatness and happiness will eventually erode even the greatest relationships. It will turn romantics into cynics and vulnerable lovers into cold blocks of stone. End quote. The article listed the six enemies as number one, availability. We often settle for what's available, and what's available isn't always great. Number two, ignorance. If we don't know how to make something great, we simply won't. Number three, committees. The lowest common denominator is never a high standard. Number four, comfort. Why pursue greatness when you've already got 324 channels and a recliner? Number five, momentum. If you've been doing what you're doing for years and it's not so great, you are in a rut. And number six, passivity. There's a difference between being agreeable and agreeing to everything. Trust the little internal voice that tells you, this is a bad idea. How many of these characteristics have you seen creep into your own relationships? Committing to being great at relationships means more than just choosing to make it a priority, however. It means making a conscious effort to become really, really skilled at them. Acceptance, awareness, and effort. I was having the conversation around greatness in relationships with my ex, and he made a comment along the lines of, If my future girlfriend can't accept me for who I am, then it's not a good fit, and therefore putting forth extra effort on a continuous basis doesn't necessarily seem like a good use of time. While it is true that acceptance has to happen, acceptance does not equal complacency. Acceptance is not about saying, this is as good as it gets, let's roll with this. Acceptance in the context of greatness means saying, I see you and now I want to become the best partner I can be for you. As we continued to dissect the conversation, he made the following comment. Well, it sounds great, but you'll need to find someone that you want to be great for first, no? Yes, absolutely. I'm dyslexic and math has always been a challenge for me. I would never commit to becoming great at math. I would never long to become a mathematician because I am aware enough about myself and my unique set of challenges to know that becoming great at math is probably not in my cards, regardless of how much time and effort I pour into it. Awareness is a key word here. You need to use your awareness about yourself and others to analyze whether or not the relationship is the right one. If you're in a relationship with someone that doesn't make you want to be the best version of yourself and bring everything you possibly can to the table, you just may be in the wrong partnership. 
However, when you know that you are in the right relationship and you are inspired and motivated by that person to become a better person, you'll know it. And committing to becoming great at relationships for yourself and ultimately for them as well will be an easy choice with not a lot of effort involved to get to that decision. I want my partner to be committed to greatness too. One of the things that we do in relationships is we often keep a scorecard. We begrudge our partner when they aren't showing up how we want them to show up, and when that happens, we hold back parts of ourselves almost in an attempt to get even or punish them. This is toxic behavior and will eventually get to a point where keeping score is your primary focus. When you choose to be great at relationships, you can't force your partner to do the same. You need to do it 100% for yourself. Would you ask your partner to become great at building computers if that wasn't their passion? No, of course not. Choosing to be great at relationships is something you need to do for yourself. But here's the best part. When you commit to greatness in relationships, the people around you will often rise up to meet you where you are. I'd love to encourage you to commit to becoming really, really great at relationships. Commit to spending an hour a week reading articles on the subject, talking to your partner about what he or she wants out of life, and take the time to better understand who they are as a human being. The more time you spend becoming a skilled communicator and relator, the better success you'll see not just with your partner, but with everyone else in your life too. Commit to greatness. Hugs and kisses. You just listened to the post titled, Want a Better Relationship? Commit to Greatness by Aaron Blasky of AaronBlasky.com. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. And I know I mentioned this yesterday, but if you'd like to share the show with your friends or family, you can send them a link right to oldpodcast.com slash listen. But with that, I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. Thank you so much for joining me here, and I hope to see you again tomorrow with a post from Steve Pavlina, where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this podcast, but also Optimal Living Daily the show where I read to you from even more blogs covering finance, productivity, minimalism, personal development, and more from incredible bloggers like Derek Sivers, Zen Habits, Mark and Angel, The Minimalists, and all the ones you hear on this show too. So if you enjoyed today's episode and like taking amazing blogs on the go, come on over to Optimal Living Daily and subscribe to that one too. And together, we'll start optimizing your life. You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits. Optimal Living Daily.